everyone. Thank you for listening. This is going to be my Loki episode two review, theory, speculation, everything. This is going to be a long one. I've got a lot of notes and I want to go scene by scene through the episode. I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. So let's just get into it. I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go scene by scene, say what I'm going to say, and then I'll go through my notes and then I'll mention everything I miss. And then we can do some theorizing because there's a lot of that going into it. So I really, really like this episode a lot. When I first saw it, I was actually a little bit disappointed. I don't know why. And then I rewatched it and then I rewatched it again. And I loved it more and more each time. And now it's, I liked it better than episode one. It's my favorite of the episodes, but um, it's just really good. I really like it. So let's go scene by scene. So we start off with the Marvel intro and then you have medieval music and it's kind of a cool shot. At first you think that this is actually going to be taking place in medieval times. And then it says Wisconsin, 1985, I want to say. And then the TVA walks in. I had a lot of little tiny nitpicks with this episode, and but overall, I really liked it. For example, when the TVA walks into this medieval fair multiple times throughout this episode, I feel like the people just didn't react enough. Like a bunch of portals just opened up and a bunch of people in weird costumes just walked out. And you saw people glancing at them and, and mentioning stuff to them, but I feel like it was just a little bit, it wasn't enough for me to buy it fully. But that's okay. So they come out, the TVA comes out, they're investigating a branch trying to find the variant. They go inside. They're in this like circus tent. The speaker goes off and then we kind of watch them for a second. And then one of them gets mind controlled and their eyes turn red, kind of like reminding me how it kind of reminded me how Wanda can use mind control and their eyes turn red. Um, But in this example, their eyes turn green. And then I need a hero starts playing. And then this hunter C20, I believe is her name, starts beating up and killing the rest of the TVA agents. And then with the help of this Loki variant who stabs a few. And I just really liked this opening scene. I thought at first, another nitpick I had with it was it felt like the sound effects for the first couple punches she threw, the sound effects didn't sell it for me. Like it didn't look real to me. Um, And then it went back to kind of a normal believability for me, which is such a weird nitpick, but it just bothered me. But after seeing this opening scene more times, I like it more and more, and that bothers me less and less. So she beats up the TVA agents, kills them all, and then Lady Loki unmind controls her. I just spoiled it's Lady Loki. I'm going to call her Lady Loki. I have some theorizing later because I don't actually think it's Lady Loki. I think it's a different character. So Lady Loki takes the hunter through a portal, and then it cuts the Loki intro, and then it cuts to Loki studying the TVA stuff with Miss Minutes. I think... Tara Strong, who voices Miss Minutes. I've heard that she's like the Meryl Streep of voice acting. She's an amazing voice actress, like an iconic one. And I think um, she's really good. I like Miss Minutes, kind of a funny animated logo. Then Mobius walks up and he gives Loki his costume. He says, there's been killings. We're going to go investigate. There's some funny scenes. I think it's just really a good balance of the mystery, the humor, And just all the characters and stuff, I think it's really smartly written. And the show, more than WandaVision, more than Falcon and Winter Soldier, I catch more and more things and I like each episode more every time I watch it. And I understand more things each time I rewatch it um, because I think it's just that clever. So then the TVA tells Loki that he, of all people, has had the most variants that they've had to prune um, because he always messes stuff up. 
which is kind of funny. They go into the medieval fair again. You get people looking at them weird, but I feel like it wasn't really enough. It's not a big deal, though. They go in. They're investigating. And then Loki starts talking and basically stalling for time coming up with this long explanation as to why Lady Loki is outside the door going to kill them. And of course, they don't know it's Lady Loki yet, but I'm just going to reference call her that because it's easier than saying the Loki variant. So this scene, I think it's revealed later when Loki talks to Lady Loki that he was stalling for time. He says he was stalling for time so she could come and kill all the TVA agents. Now, that might be Loki just lying. He likes to manipulate and lie to present himself as best he can to whoever he's talking to, to kiss up to them and then betray them. But um, but the scene was interesting. You see him stalling for time. Um, the TVA hears him out. I like the visual of they're talking about how they have certain units before the branch reaches the red line. And when it reaches that red line, it's going to cause the multiversal war and it's too late to reset it. I like that, that they can do that. That And I there was also an explanation walking up, which I liked, where... Loki asked, why can't the TVA jump to before the branch is created and just prevent the branch from being created? And they kind of offered some explanation, some kind of hand-wavy explanation for why they can't do that. I like how they're kind of answering some of these questions, even though there's not really a good answer. It's just a kind of a hand-wavy, like, we just can't do this. Here's an explanation for the plot. We can't do this. So then Mobius figures out Loki's lying. They use the reset charge and we get to see the reset charge reset this branch timeline. I thought it looked really cool. Just the way visually the reset charge looked was awesome. And it reminded me a lot of Wanda's hex from WandaVision, which is pretty cool. And then you get to see back at the TVA kind of the representation of the branch going away off the sacred timeline. Then you cut to this scene where Mobius is talking to Renslayer. This scene was super, super interesting to me because, first of all, it hinted, it hinted at a that they're very close and they know each other very well. But two, even more so, I got a really strong vibe that the timekeepers don't exist because Renslayer says to Loki multiple times, the, time, the timekeepers are all over this case. They're looking very closely. They're watching very closely. And, and Mobius even points out, I've never even met the timekeepers. Um, I just get the feeling that it's all propaganda or it's fake or somebody's lying or something is wrong. We're not hearing the truth about the TVA. Something is different. And we're going to learn something about that soon, I think. And then I think it was really well acted. I really like Owen Wilson in this show. I think he's good. I like his style of comedy. It's much more subtle. Like he just gets these like one-liners, but it's not as crazy as maybe like it's different than like a another comedy star marvel hired in Catherine Hahn who was who got to be um got to have a lot of personality he's much more subtle which i like it's a different different style so then i thought the scene was really interesting another thing that stood out a lot in this episode was the production design again especially when we get to the tva library it looks really cool and just the conversations it's just so smartly written and i feel like there's all these little hints in there that we're going to come back on and realize, oh, wow, they've been hinting at this thing, these things for a long time. So Renslayer finally accepts that Mobius wants to work with Loki more. Loki and Mobius argue a little bit, and I like it culminates to the point where Mobius says, I'll tell you anything I need to tell you to get to get you to help me, which I like. You get to hear him say, I thought that that insecure need for validation would help me catch 
the other Loki because you would want to help catch the superior Loki. But I just like how he's going to say whatever he needs to say in order to get Loki to help him, um, showing kind of that maybe he's not totally good, even though he seems to be kind of a good guy. So then they go down to the library. They do a lot of studying. Loki sees the destruction of Asgard and kind of gets a little emotionally upset by it. Uh, kind of a cool callback, similarly, similar to the emotional beats from the last episode. Um, I love the design of the TVA library. I love the design of the TVA as a whole. I just think it's really creative how they take something that is the most powerful thing in the universe. And it's this crazy organization that can literally do whatever they want. They can delete entire timelines and they make them so mundane and they make it just a bureaucracy. Like a, the like I've heard people compare, compare it to the DMV, um, which is really interesting. So then this is when Loki realizes which the concept, which I really like, which is that if you go to behind a apocalypse and you do stuff behind the apocalypse, no matter what you do, everybody will still be killed in that apocalypse. So it won't create a branch timeline. So he realizes that and he realizes if Lady Loki wants to be hiding somewhere and being able to do stuff without creating branches, which the TVA will find, she can just go to apocalypses, do what she needs to do there, hide out there. And then once the apocalypse happens, she can just go back to before that happens and just use that as her hideout because we know she, she's been stealing the reset charges for something and she's been stealing the remote control to open the time doors from the TVA to teleport around time. So then there's this great kind of funny scene. Um, the chemistry between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston, Loki and Mobius is really good as Loki explains his idea. He actually explained it kind of wrong um, in a way, but it's a great way to explain it to the audience with the salad, the salt, and the pepper. Kind of a funny scene. The, and then Mobius realizes like he might be onto something. So they go to Pompeii. I love stuff like this, like the DUV Cooper, like them going to Pompeii. I love just clever things like that. And um, they're testing the theory. Owen Wilson, Mobius is not seeing any branches. So then Loki runs up. He starts screaming. He lets out the goats and starts yelling in Latin. And it doesn't create any branches. So Mobius realizes, oh, wow, this is this. His theory is right. This actually works. This is a major flaw in our security. And then it's cool to see the volcano erupt behind him and then it cuts out of there before the like the ash and smoke reaches them. But we're back in the TVA, a lot more studying. There's a great conversation between um, Loki and Mobius where Mobius and Loki are talking about, Loki says, you really believe this stuff? It's crazy, three space lizards. But then Mobius is like, it's not about believe or not believe. It's just accept. And he says, um, he says, you're when you look at where everybody comes from like frost giants god asgard none of it makes any sense so you just have to accept what is which is really interesting like just accepting what is i feel like this is a theme that's going to keep going and i think mobius is going to learn not to accept what is because he's being lied to and i don't think at this point i don't think the timekeepers exist or i think they do exist but there's something else going on. They have some other intentions than just to prevent a multiversal war and prevent chaos. So then they remember that the Kablooey, the candy from the first episode was not meant to be in wherever it was, 15 something when they found it. So if they cross-reference that with apocalypses, they can probably find one where Lady Loki is. And then they find one in 2050, which is a major storm. Mobius 
goes to Renslayer. They argue a little bit. She really doesn't trust Loki, but she finally approves the mission. This was a great scene. They go out. And it's cool to see the MCU just jump into the future. They go to 2050. And I like how, how sci-fi it is. But also, it wasn't too out there. Like most movies, when they jump to the future, they go all out with flying cars and flying vehicles crazy. But Loki, like, it felt like the store was real enough that it would exist 20 years in the future. It felt like just a newest and future incarnation of something like a Walmart or something. It was cool. So then they come out. I think it looked really cool, the visual effects. You have the rain, um, the storm. They go inside. They're investigating. Um, they split up, and Loki goes with Hunter B-15. You get Lady Loki. You see her watching them on the cameras, and you see she has a countdown clock. So immediately it sets a stake, and we're wondering, what does she have? They run into someone, Loki and Hunter B-15. Hunter B-15 gets controlled, and I thought this was acted so well. I thought of all the people Lady Loki controlled, I thought Wunmi Musaku, who played Hunter B-15, I thought she did the best job at being Loki in her body, in her character's body. Um, so you see them talking for a while. Loki tries to get her to help him. He says he wants to overthrow the timekeepers and he could use a lieutenant. And she says, no, she says she's not interested in ruling the TVA. So he keeps asking her about her motivation, which is something I'm really interested in because I want to know what does she want? So there's a lot of talking where Loki's trying to figure out what she wants. He keeps with his ego. The show is so much about tearing him down. Like Mobius, everyone keeps saying, it's not about you. You're not the superior Loki, blah, blah, blah. And then he keeps asking, what do you want me for? And then near the end, she'll finally say, it's not about you, which is cool. So then this lady Loki switches to a couple of other bodies. Um, the sequence goes on. And then Mobius, we cut to Mobius and the hunters who find Hunter C-20, who was the one kidnapped. And she's freaking out and she's going, um, she tells them, she seems like she's gone insane. And she tells them that she revealed the location of the timekeepers to Lady Loki. My question is, if Mobius doesn't know where the timekeepers are and has never met them, how does someone like this know where the timekeepers are? And why, why does Lady Loki, why does she want the timekeepers? What does she want to do with them? So then there's this kind of brief fight scene where Lady Loki takes over the body of another guy and then fights with Loki for a little bit. And then, and then finally Loki wakes up and then he sees her, the real body, and she's doing this red, this green magic. And we'll talk about who she is because I don't think she's Lady Loki. And then it walks up. She takes off the mask. She says, it's not, she takes off the hood. She says, it's not about you. And then Loki's like in shock. And then she activates it. The timer goes off. All the reset charges she's been stealing are all over the room. They start to go off. Then using the time thing, the portals underneath beneath the portals underneath time doors come underneath them and they fall through. I love this concept. I thought it was really clever. I wasn't expecting this at all. And then they get sent all over the, the sacred timeline. And just the fact that they are sent would create branches. Just the fact that they're suddenly these reset charges flying into different parts of the timeline is enough to create branches. But then when they go off, it'll create even stronger branches. And we cut back to the TVA and we see there's all these branch timelines going off and everybody's freaking out. And then Renslayer grabs her hunter stick thing and goes out. And then we see the hunters being deployed to try to slow this down. So I think this is how the multiverse opens. Basically, at this point, I think if the branches, if one of the branches reaches 
the red line, it's going to open a multiversal war. Right now, we just have, just have a bunch of branches kind of getting there, but it's really interesting to see how they go with this. Because I thought everyone, including me, thought Wanda was going to be the one to rip open the multiverse, but it looks like it's more like Lady Loki who's going to be the one who opens the multiverse. So then Loki is looking at Lady Loki, Lady Loki waves. She goes through the time door and leaves. He's kind of in shock. And then the TVA runs up and Loki goes with her and betrays them. And that's the end of the episode. One thing I think we'll see in the future is that the TVA are actually going to be the villains and Loki's going to be a hero, Lady Loki, because the idea of an organization that enforces one timeline according to the will of three people and kills anything separate, kills entire trillions of people with each branch timeline, that whole concept is inherently evil. And I think that Lady Loki is actually going to be trying to defeat the TVA, which is actually going to make her a good guy. And Loki and Lady Loki are going to team up to try to defeat the TVA, which is super interesting. Um, so now going through my list of things, I think the show is genius. I'm loving it so far. I love how sci-fi it is. I think it's the most sci-fi Marvel project of them all. I think the tone of it is perfect. I love the balance of comedy. I thought it was interesting how Loki keeps asking to a face-to-face with the timekeepers. And then Mobius says, yeah, sure, I can get you that. And then later he says, eh, one step at a time. Like he's just telling Loki what he wants to hear to get Loki to help him. Um, And this is something that every time you watch it, you catch more and more things I've noticed, even more than WandaVision, which is interesting. The production design was fantastic. The visual effects were fantastic. All the good things about the first episode were also great about this. Mobius and Loki, their dynamic is awesome. Wunmi Musaku, who played Hunter B-15, was fantastic. She stood out in this episode. I thought the disasters thing, how you can go before an apocalypse, is just a really, really clever idea. Something I would have never thought of, but just something clever that I really like, and it's super creative. The opening sequence, I really like. We can go into Lady Loki and why I don't think it's Lady Loki in a little bit. Another thing that really stands out is the score. Um, Natalie Holt is doing the score, and it's something really different than the usual MCU music, and it's really good. It fits perfectly. Like Every time I rewatch, I I notice more and more the score, and it's really, really good. So yeah, my theory is that the TVA are actually going to be the villains of the show, and we're going to learn next episode that Lady Loki is actually the hero, but that could be be wrong. I'm wondering what will happen with um, Hunter C20 giving away the location of the timekeepers. I wonder what's going to go on with that. Cause how did she, I wonder how did she know the location of them? Um, and where did lady Loki send these erase charges? And if she's sending erase charges to the sacred timeline, does that erase parts of the sacred timeline? Like, how does that work is my question. Another kind of Easter egg, the big store that was in the episode was called rocks cart. Roxxon Corporation is a big Marvel company in the comics and has had has appeared briefly in the MCU. So just Rock's card is kind of cool, hinting at that. So I think the apocalypse thing makes perfect sense. I really like it. So now more theories, more timeline stuff. I'm more theories. I want to see a lot more of Lady Loki next episode. I want to know her motivation, what she's doing, what she wants. I I want to know because I didn't so like. They basically denied my previous theory was that, which was that the TVA just sees all time and enforces what happens all the time. Cause they said, they literally said in this episode, there is no free will. The timekeepers just choose what's going to happen, which is something I didn't think was true. And now because of that, since there's no free will, 
I feel like the timekeepers are going to have to be overthrown. The TVA is going to have to be defeated because they can't just leave it where there's no free will for any of the characters. Um, and that could also be a lie if the timekeepers are not real, which could be really interesting. Yeah, so I think the TVA has to go um, or somehow be defeated. I think the timekeepers are really interesting to see if they're real or not. The Judge Renslayer seems really suspicious to me as a possible villain. I like how Loki is going to probably ally with Lady Loki now and kind of switch up what we've been expecting. So now let's get to Lady Loki. I really liked her in this episode, but I don't think she's Lady Loki. And here's why. First of all, in the comics, Lady Loki has black hair. Like, like Loki, she has long black hair. And in this episode, she was blonde. In the comics, there's a character named Enchantress, who is a villain of Thor's, who is an Asgardian villain. She's like a witch, like Scarlet Witch. She has blonde hair. She uses mind control, and she has the red magic power. Excuse me, the green magic power, like this Lady Loki did. So I think this Lady Loki is Enchantress and not Loki. More evidence of that. When Loki is talking to her and when she's in another body, he says he calls her Loki, and she literally says, ugh, don't call me that. Call me randy and she looks down at the name tag so her using the mind control the green magic the blonde hair like what's the point of changing the hair color of the comics if there's something important about it the biggest evidence is that that character enchantress in the comics is named sylvie lushton and in the credits of this show the actress who played lady loki is credited as playing sylvie and on imdb if you look at the cast somebody in the cast a little girl is rumored is confirmed to be playing young sylvie so i definitely think this sylvie this is not lady loki she had the horns but i think she probably has the horns just to trick the tva into them thinking she's loki but she's really enchantress and she's not a loki at all Um, because that's the only reason why we think she's a loki is because the tva said so and because she had the horns but everything else her power set her hair color her name everything else points to her being enchantress um so I think she's probably Enchantress trying to trick people into thinking she's a Loki, which is really interesting. And I, I think that's really cool because Enchantress is a really cool character who I'd like to see in the MCU. And I hope that this is Enchantress um, because that could be really cool. So that's my main theory. Um, I'm wondering what's going to happen. Like this show for Falcon and Winter Soldier, for WandaVision, not as much for WandaVision, but for Falcon and Winter Soldier, I feel like you had some sense of where it was going to go. But for this show, I have no idea. Like, I have no clue where it's going to go, and I love that. Same with Bad Batch 2 is another show right now where I have no clue where it's going, and I love it. Okay, some more nitpicks. I already mentioned the opening sequence. At first, had some nitpicks with it, but now I like it more and more each time I watch it. Loki's power level is something... This is the comic book problem with superheroes, is that their power level is always changing based on what the plot needs. They'll be weak enough to be they'll if the plot needs it they'll be weak enough to be defeated by a normal human but if the plot needs it needs it they'll be strong enough to defeat a superhero or something like for example loki just came from being a villain for all six avengers and now he's getting beaten up by lady loki slash enchantress taking over a normal human body so i would have liked to see him be a little more powerful put up a little more of a, of a fight i would like to see more of his ad magic one of the weird things about marvel is They'll always have Loki, but he like never uses his magic or when he does use his magic, it's really sparingly and we don't really get to see it. Um, so I'd really like to see him use more power, become be a little stronger um, 
because I feel like his power level is super inconsistent. So that's all my criticisms, just some nitpicks, some stuff like that. I'd like to see, I really want to see more of Loki's magic. That's something that's always bothered me um, is that they never, he never really uses it as much as he could. I love this episode. It improves each rewatch. There's minor nitpicks, but it's still a five out of five for me. I love the way the show is going. I really need to see, I want to see more Lady Loki or Slash Enchantress. I wanted to be Enchantress, but I'm very interested to see. I want to see her history, her past, her skill set, her motive. Um, I love the way the show is going. I want to see Lady Loki explain to Loki why the TVA is bad. And then I want to see like Lady Loki and Loki being the heroes trying to take down the TVA and the TVA be the villains, which will be a cool reversal of what everybody thought was going to happen in the first couple episodes. So what did you think of this episode? This was a lot. I absolutely loved it. Leave a comment, a voicemail, an email, a topic or question in the forum. Let me know what you thought. Do you agree with my theories? Do you think Lady Loki could be Enchantress? Um, Let me know. Uh, Thank you for listening and have a good day.